Hi, my name is JL Hancock. I'm an author, consultant, and futurist. I, you can find more about me at my website, jlhancock.com, or pick up a copy of my military techno thriller, which is based on the work that I used to do as the head of the innovation director at the headquarters of the US SEAL teams. And today I'm going to talk about cellular technologies as we advance towards and beyond 5G and into 6G. And to really highlight some of the aspects of cellular technology and really how things have changed and some of the misconceptions that can come from it, I want to highlight a particular story that was um, probably has affected everyone who's ever flown on an airplane. So a long time ago, when you got on cell on on a on an airplane and that they started taking off, the flight attendants were extremely adamant about you turning your cell phones off, not just having them like put in your pocket or airplane mode. They like they wanted them off. And to the point where they said they wouldn't turn the plane on. And then suddenly, as we got more into the 2010s and into the 2020s, that sort of thing just disappeared. Seemed like they wouldn't bring it up anymore. Sometimes on a plane, they'll say, hey, your phone needs to be in airplane mode or something like that. Well, the reason why that happened had absolutely nothing to do with the safety of the plane. And it had everything to do with a regulation that was more or less foisted upon the FCC by the cellular service providers in order. So to explain that, here's what happened. When you would fly through the air, your cell phone is constantly trying to find cell towers. And if it could connect to a cell tower, it would grab onto it and then it would have to jump onto the next one. Well, the cell towers on the ground can only handle so many phones jumping and connecting to them at any given time. And when planes were flying across them in the air, they were actually able to grab onto a number of them. And these towers were having a really hard time handling that and picking up a phone and moving them across. And so the cellular service providers went back to the FCC and said, hey, is there any way that we could push the airline industry into kind of limiting the people's phone usage when they're flying in the air because it's really impacting our network? These The phones can hardly work when they're up there anyway, but it's causing us to constantly jump, hand, push these phones across back and forth between different uh, towers. And so the FCC said, well, we're going to have to find justification if we're going to push that. We need to tell the FAA to do it um, in a way that they understand. So the FCC went over the FAA and they said, hey, um, you need to tell the flight attendants on your planes to uh, really to have everybody turn their phones off. And the FAA said, well, unless it's some kind of risk to security, we don't see the reason for it. And they said, well, tell them um, it has to do with um, an issue with the signaling. And they said, well, the signaling of the plane. And they said, I guess that could work. And so they FAA then went back to the flight attendants unions and they said, hey, um, you need to make sure that people turn the phones off because it will um, adversely affect the instrumentation on the plane. And the flight attendants union said, wait, are you saying that if cell phones are on, that our lives are at risk? And they're like, well, no. Nah. And that ultimately turned into the flight attendant union thinking that ultimately there was a danger to cell phones. And these extremely adamant individuals that were inside the planes uh, pushing on customers to say, hey, turn your cell phones off. Well, the truth is, as we know, it had absolutely nothing to do with the safety of the plane, had nothing to do with the instrumentation on the plane. You can run your cell phone on a flight all the, the entire time, and it has zero impact on the aircraft itself. They operate at completely different frequencies. The wattage is too low to do anything. And uh, at the end of the day, it, it really doesn't matter. As we've discovered now, the difference was the way that that particular problem was articulated to people in order to get the desired effect. These cellular companies just didn't want you turning your phones on because it was hard on their networks. Well, how did that change? Well, cellular companies and technologies, they come out with a new protocol every 10 years or so. 
and this is not this is based upon an organization called the IEEE, which writes these standards based upon some another thing called the Third Generation Partnership Project. And the 3GPP, as it is known, is what writes the standard for most cellular communications. And every 10 years, a new protocol comes out. 1G came out in 1980, 2G came out in 1990, 3G came out in 2000, 2010 was 4G, 5G 2020, and guess what? 6G is coming out in 2030. Whether we want to or not, it's going to happen. But what has really changed between these technologies over time? Well, you still have a lot of that bureaucracy, like I mentioned, and ways in which people are trying to articulate problems in the network so people understand. And then you have conspiracies like 5G pushes COVID or whatever it is with that. Well, the truth is, Right now, the way that we're trying to push cellular communications is to give us more data. In the beginning, it was just telephone, being able to communicate over a phone. But then as we started adding, going from things like what was then called time division multiple access to then frequency division multiple access and then code division multiple access, we ended up on something called orthogonal frequency division multiple access. Now, this is a fancy way of saying they tried to fill the entire spectrum that they could, that they're given with as much information as possible so that as many people could use it as possible. Well, we've kind of run into our limit with that. And in order to give us more information and more capability, they're basically going from trying to say, hey, we've only got two lanes on a highway. We now to add need to make it a four lane highway, meaning they needed more frequency. So they went back. So the cellular companies have gone back to the FCC, who is that original organization I told you about that determines who uses what frequency and and puts limitations upon that. They went back to them and said, hey, we need a bandwidth that allows us to push more communications. And they said, you're going to have to go higher up the frequency chain, right? And so that's why 5G went from like 2.1 megahertz, or excuse me, 2.1 gigahertz, all the way up to like 28 or 38 gigahertz. And the reason for that is they want to be able to push more information across that cellular band. Think of it like as pushing information on a highway, going from one or two lanes up to four lanes on the highway. And so now up at 38 gigs, you can push a lot of information. And But the problem is 38 gigs, high frequency means can't travel very far. It also, a side benefit, it means the free, the antenna on the, on the radio can be a lot smaller. So that's why you're hearing about 5G being all over the place. It can be in your home. It can be on a street corner. It can be thousands of all, all across the city, as opposed to the old cell towers, which is really big ones that tried to look like pine trees or something like that. That can be much, much smaller and then pushing information constantly to everybody wherever they need it. Well, 6G is going to be more of that. Recent publications that have been put out by the IEEE have asked for uh, calls for papers to be able to do things like what is called edge computation, which means taking a lot of what is done kind of at the back end and servers and pushing it all the way to what is referred to as the edge, meaning trying to process your cellular communications right near where you are, right at the cell tower as opposed to somewhere else. And so they're no longer limited by speed of light communications over a longer distance. They're limited by speed of light communications at a short distance, which means the latency, how long it takes for communications to take place on your phone can drop down dramatically. It also means they're going up into really, really high frequencies because like I mentioned, they need more bandwidth. They need to be able to handle more. Just, But the, the problem that we had back in the late 1990s, early 2000s, in which cell phones turned on, on planes, having to skip across different types of towers over a period of time, that doesn't exist anymore. What exists now is we need more towers happening all over the place to be able to process as much information as possible. 
So it's really, it rarely has to do with an actual conspiracy and more to do with how do we make things optimized for the application that we're trying to use them on a daily basis, push as much information as possible so that it makes our lives easier. Um, hope you enjoyed uh, this information on the current upcoming 6G. Uh, once again, my name is J.L. Hancock, and I uh, am a specialist in emerging technologies, and I you can find out more about me on my website, jlhancock.com, um, or pick up my most recent book, The Hawk Enigma. Thanks.